0: Back on MGM tonight, P.J. Glasser, Trista Crick, and let's get right back with Brian Baldinger. And, Baldy, I want to ask you about Kenny Pickett. He obviously came in relief with Mitch Trubisky against the Jets. We only got to see 13 passes from Kenny, but what did you see from him? Did you like what you saw? And do you think he could be competitive this week against the Bills?
1: I like what I saw. Um, all 13 passes were completed. Ten to his team and three to the Jets. I mean, one was a Hail Mary at the end. But, um, but what I liked about it was this, is he's very decisive. He knows exactly what he's looking at. And he gives all of his guys a chance. Even his first pass that was intercepted, Chase Claypool, 40 yards down the field, it was max protection. Take the shot. Let Chase try to out-jump LaMarcus Joyner. You know, he's eight inches taller than him. Let him go out-jump him. He didn't do it. Uh, but – you know, I, he gave everybody. George Pickens looked better than he has in any other day. Um, you know, he's he's got prior moves. He's got some big targets, and they have to get the ball to the wide receivers. They just and they have to get it to them down the field, and they got to score more points. I think, I think he's going to be good for him. I, I, you know, I don't know what Buffalo's going to do defensively, but I don't think they're going to fool him very much.
2: Baldy, I think the Eagles being the only undefeated team left so far this season. Is, is slightly surprising. Obviously, their offensive line was slated to be the best in the NFL. Defensively, they're elite as well. Um, what have they been able to do this year, obviously adding A.J. Brown in the offseason is huge, um, that has been able to you know, increase their level of success?
1: Well, I, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, they they filled all their holes. I mean, you go out and get James Bradbury at corner, you go get Kazir White, you know, at linebacker, you go get... Asan Reddick at defensive end who had, you know, two forced fumbles and two sacks the other day and changed the game. I mean, those guys just completely cemented and upgraded the defense. And then offensively, A.J. Brown makes such a difference in his team. I mean, he's he's so – he's I mean, he's like T.O. Like, he's just – he's just uh, – he's just Tarzan out there. Like, he's just – he's a guy that – literally physically beat you up. He can beat you up on blocking. He can go get the ball out of your hands. He can do anything out there. And he really gives Jalen a great deal of confidence. That was the missing piece was having A.J. Brown in this in this uh, passing offense right now. And Jalen just keeps getting better and better because he wants to be great. And he does everything that you're supposed to do to be great. And hard worker. Wants to be coached. does not mind being coached hard. Sometimes it's uh, – getting an air full from the head coach, but he doesn't mind. And so the this, this schedule's been a little soft, but nonetheless, um, nobody is, uh, nobody in that team, in that locker room, is getting on a Super Bowl train to Arizona right now. They know they got a lot of work to do. Yeah, the Eagles
0: definitely have some work to do, but they look great. Only undefeated team left in football. Baldy, I want to talk to you about the Colts. They play Denver. On Thursday night, Jonathan Taylor's obviously struggled so far this season. hasn't found the end zone yet. What have you seen from his game from the Colts offensively? This was a team that many thought were going to win the AFC South, and right now it's looking more and more that they're not even going to make the playoffs.
1: Well, it's early. I mean, they were uh, they were one in five, you know, two years ago they yeah. made the playoffs. So uh, you know, like I'm sure Frank Reich was reading him that that speech that he gave back then. The offensive line has not played well. I mean, Matt Pryor at left tackle, got a new right guard in there for Golinski, who was a really good player, now plays for the Giants, played good football for them. But they haven't played well up front. But we haven't seen Jonathan Taylor just explode. You know, I mean, he's averaging four yards a carry, which is pedestrian for him. Um, you know, and they they can't – they're always behind in these games. and So you can't – you know, you can rely last year on them basically keep feeding him to where he'd get 25 or 28 carries a game, and if he did, he almost always broke one late in the fourth quarter, just where defense is down, and they really haven't had that opportunity to do that yet. I'm not saying they can't, but, you know, they're down quite a bit in some of these games and trying to come back. They're trying to come back by throwing it, and that's away from what they want to do.
2: Baldy, one of the things that uh, I guess is media fodder, is you know what the Cowboys are doing and what Mike McCarthy is doing with Cooper Rush versus Dak Prescott? Uh, how different is this offense being run, or schematically, what are they doing differently for Cooper? Um, because the offense does look, you know, differently than it did when before Dak got injured.
1: You're right. It's good observation. You're absolutely spot on. They, they, you know, we watched him even from his first start. I mean, it's protection first. So two tight ends staying in uh, backs chipping. Uh, you know, half-field reads, two receivers out, maybe three at the most. Maybe somebody leaks late as a safety valve. But, you know, Jake Ferguson, their rookie tight end at a Texas A&M, is a great blocker. They use him in pass protection quite a bit. But they protect. And then they once Cooper Rush knows that he's pretty well protected, he's really he's really accurate with football, makes good decisions. But he's not under duress. And I, I said that two weeks ago. I kind of showed a bunch of plays of how they protect first. And I would say that whenever Dak does come back and he comes back healthy, that they should take the same approach because the offense has gotten better and better each week under Cooper Rush. And as a result, they've also run the ball better and better with Cooper Rush. And I think that uh, the way the defense is playing right now, which is lights out and very, very fast, um, it's, it's a good, it's, it's really a good bromide right now for that team.
0: Baldy, you're going to be in Cleveland this week for Browns and Chargers. Just want to get your thoughts on that matchup. What did you see from Justin Herbert this past week against Houston? Did you think the Chargers offense, it was just as simple as getting Austin Eckler involved, and that's why they looked much better? And then on Cleveland's side, what have you kind of seen from Jacoby Brissett through these first four weeks of football?
1: Jacoby's been fine. You know, Nick Chubb's going back home to Georgia. I'm sure he wants to give him a homecoming. I think the last time he was there— I saw him run ninety one yards for a touchdown. The longest single run in Cleveland Brown history. Uh so and he's he's playing great. I mean he's probably the best back in football right now. So like they could do that. They they can run it as well as anybody. Jacoby's been good. Um but you know when you when you look at what Justin Herbert did last week, they did play the Houston Texans and they got rookies, you know. Um Jalen Petrie's a rookie and Daryl Stingley's a rookie. I mean they got rookies out there and they're good players and they're going to be great players. But, you know, I mean, he had time last week. He had time to throw the football. And when he had time, he made a great touchdown throw to uh, Gerald Everett. And, uh, you know, after he was the third read, but he had time to get to the third read to make that throw. And so when he gets time, he's just, he can carve anybody up. And, you know, with losing as good a left tackle as there is in football, that that might be a challenge going forward.
2: I know it's early, Baldy, but, the NFC West, I'm not sure there's a, a clear-cut favorite right now, given the fact that the Rams look different. I agree. Uh, and the Niners, obviously, are going through their own things. Um, what do you think are, are the key reasons that this Rams offense, besides personnel, obviously, isn't as potent as, as last year? I mean, it looks like Matt Stafford's dinking and dunking a ton.
1: Uh, well, they played the best defensive football last night. Sure, and sure. so they, they were kept out of the end zone. San Francisco does this to everybody. Like, they're just that good. I mean, if you want to say, okay, who's the best team in the NFC West? I don't know, but I know San Francisco has the best defense, and nobody's really close. They're just airtight. So, uh, but, you know, Stafford has thrown a lot of interceptions. Uh, he's been guilty of that in the past. He's gone through stretches like that in the past. He's also come out of those stretches and played awesome football. But they really, I think offensively, they really are missing Van Jefferson. I know Al Robinson is there, but he's just right now through just a month, he doesn't fit in that offense at all. He, he's, he's, he doesn't beat press coverage. couldn't beat it last night. Not great against zone and trying to find the open spots the way, let's say, you know, Tyler Higby can or Cooper Cup can. They really need a third option like mm. they had with Odell last year or a healthy Van Jefferson. They need a third guy because um, you can scheme sometimes Cooper Cup from being limited a little bit. That's why they couldn't get the ball in the end zone. last night. They, in the red zone, they, they, just, they, just, they just took him away. And so, anyways, they're struggling. Their offensive line is completely beat up. They're playing backups to backups to backups in certain positions right now. So, they may struggle for a while until they can get five healthy offensive linemen. Well, the Atlanta, they've been a fun
0: team to watch. So fun. So far this season, man. You know, a lot of people didn't expect much from them, but they've really been a good offensive team, especially running the football what have you seen from them through these first four weeks, and how big of a loss is Patterson going to be to this offense?
1: I think it's going to be big, but when he went out last week, Caleb Huntley, a local kid, and you know Tyler Algier from BYU, a draft pick this year, like they looked really good. And Cordero, look, I don't know if they can, if they can take over for him. I don't know how long he's going to be out. But they played really well last week. There's no question about it. The offense line is, looks as good now as it has since probably their Super Bowl run. Um, It's really together. Look, I've said in the past before the injury last week to Cordell, they shouldn't hand the ball or throw the ball to anybody that's not named Cordell Patterson, Kyle Pitts, or Drake London. I mean, that's the basketball front line, those two guys. I think they they need to get the ball to Pitts more. He's just too good. But they've got got a good, smart scheme. It's a good coach. Uh, They're playing really hard. And they're very competitive. So they're scoring points, um, you know. Right at the top of the, of the leaderboard right now is points scored, and it's been consistent. It not like they scored forty one week and six the next. They've been scoring the twenties every week, so they've got something going on right now, and they're building it slowly, piece by piece.
0: Yes, they are, Baldy. We appreciate the time, man, and all the insight. Thanks for sticking around to talk with us. Have a good one in, uh, in Cleveland this week. Enjoy Chargers and Browns. We'll talk to you again soon. It's
1: going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, right, thank
0: you.